Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This week's episode is a fun one. It's with Bomian van der Linden, the 2021 freestyle wing foil world champ. We recorded this episode while Bo was training in Cabo Verde uh, for the upcoming GWA wave event. The, that one just finished up. So enjoy this episode. There's a lot of good tidbits of information in there about Bo, and um, I hope you enjoy it. Now, if you haven't had the opportunity, I would recommend that you give last week's episode a listen. It was our second episode of the GWA show with Tom Hartman. We introduced the 2024 season with lots of tidbits of information on the different tour stops. So definitely worth checking that episode out. Now, don't forget, if you want to support our show, there's multiple ways to do so. The easiest way is to follow us on Instagram, at Wing Life Podcast, or also on YouTube. And lastly, on your favorite podcast provider, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want to give us a five-star review, that would be amazing. And those do go a long way to help our show grow. If you want to help in the day-to-day operations, visit winglifepodcast.com and click support us. This is where you'll be able to donate a few dollars or jump on a monthly subscription to support our team. We appreciate your support and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Wing Life Podcast, where we talk about wing foiling and the lifestyles of those who enjoy this great sport. Well, hey, it's great to meet you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice little colored room. Where are you right now? Holding to a pyramid in Longwood and um, a super colorful house. Chose a nice colored wall <laughs> for the podcast. Uh, and I'm here in preparation for the event here next week in Cabo Verde. So we've been coming to train, but the waves aren't that good yet. So we're waiting on some swell. Okay. Yeah. I just had Tom on the show yesterday. We did a recording for the intro of the season. And he was saying something's coming. Like, how does it look like from your perspective? Uh, well, I don't like to look ahead too much because mostly you just get a bit disappointed. So at the moment, they're saying it's going to be really good for the competition. So I'm excited. Yeah. I hope the swell's uh, going to be a decent size. So I'm probably looking good for the competition. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Was that, how many years have you been going to this particular wave, like Ponta Preta? Um, do you have a lot of experience there? Uh, it's only my second year. So I was here last year for the competition. So I'm not that experienced. We had last year one good week of swell. So I actually only rode the wave during the competition. So you went right into it. Yeah, yeah. I arrived the night before the competition last year because we flew in from New Zealand. So it was pretty hectic. <laughs> How was that the first time you even seen that thing? Because it's a freight train and it just apparently jacks up super quick. Well, everybody spoke so like highly of it and was making me pretty anxious that in the end when I went under the water, it was less bad than I thought. So. Oh, really? I was, yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I was mentally prepared, I guess. And we were training a few days. Um, they started with the kite competition. So the window of the competition for kite and wing art at the same time. So they started with the kite. So we had some time to train on different waves here on the island. So it gave some preparation like in the wind and the swell. So yeah, in the end, it was super fun. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Can you walk us through what, what riding a wave like that is like on a foil? Oh, wow. Um, I think Pona Preda is especially like you got to keep your speed. You got to keep on going down the line and in the meantime, make it look good and do some turns. 
and then <laughs> yeah that's basically like that was my game plan and uh the yeah. end of the ways it gets a little bit less fast and you can maybe do like an air or the guys are doing some 360s and then you can do some you've got some more time to do some uh, turns but i think it's also these waves you got to choose the right set in your heat and uh yeah just don't get smashed onto the rocks <laughs> Yeah, I heard the rocks there can be pretty intense. And my neighbor, who's a big windsurfer, he said, yeah, only the pros ride there and all the time their gear gets up on the rocks. So it's like you can't go there as an amateur for the most part because you're going to yeah. lose something. But Tom, Tom was saying the competition was pretty successful last year. Like it went fairly well. Yeah, I think it was the first wave competition ever for the GWA. So and wing foiling in general, like on a world tour level. And uh, I think it was super successful. Like. Also from the beach, it was super nice to watch. And uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to also watch this year because everybody has in, uh, improved a lot. Also everybody riding on the tour. So it's uh, it's like a spectacle, you know? Oh yeah, like I heard it's pretty close to the beach too, right? So spectators can watch from close. I feel like you can stand like from maybe like 10, 15 meters to where the wave is um, breaking. So you're super close. It's like... Uh, you're in a cinema. Nice. That's going to be so much fun for also you guys. Also, for the live stream, it's super nice. Okay. We will make sure to have to catch that here, over here yeah, and exactly. see <laughs> and see that. So that's coming up next week, right? The 15th? I think yeah, the window exactly. opens? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, 15th to nice. 25. Nice. You got one week. What's your week look like coming up? Um, Just ride as much as possible. Now we're waiting for a swell to arrive, so there's... You literally can't ride it. Well, you can ride there, but you can't ride the waves. It's like only crashing a little bit on the rocks. So I, hopefully in two days we get the swell and then we can start riding at Ponapreda. And maybe if it gets super busy, you have some other waves where we can ride. Is that wave um, like tide dependent? Like can you only go on a specific kind of tide there? Or is it just based on the size of the swell that makes it better? I think it's based on the swell, but if there's decent swell, you can, I think, ride it uh, all the time. It's probably okay. at some moments it's better, but I must say I can't remember from last year. We'll just yeah. see, uh, see this year. <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, well, hey, it's my first time meeting you, but there's a lot of people around the world that might not follow the tour as closely. When did you start into water sports? Um, so from a young age, I've been windsurfing a lot. And um, I was lucky enough to come from a family where parents are both windsurfing. And we live oh, nice. half a year in the Netherlands and half a year in South Africa. So I grew up uh, moving around a lot and being able to join, uh, enjoy the waters in Cape Town. And then um, like four or five years ago, I started getting into foiling. And I must say with shame that I haven't touched my windsurf set anymore. <laughs> no, since. don't tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's uh, such a good... Um, good setup to be able to windsurf for winging uh, but I've been enjoying winging a lot and I also when I was younger I did a lot of supping so uh, in the waves and racing a little bit uh, like on a low competitive level not, not anything crazy oh that's cool where did the dream kind of come into play that you would then join and try to compete on tour and not just compete but but win, but win actually I didn't have a dream of competing at all I, um, I, I've always loved water sports and enjoyed it a lot, but I didn't see myself as like a professional or a competitor at all. But then I, when I started winging, I was only winging like half a year. And then I 
ran into uh, one of the team managers from RRD and they immediately gave me a contract for winging. So I was riding for them and then he was saying to me like, ah, you should compete in the water competition. And I didn't think I would be good enough. And he was like, yeah, yeah, just go and see. And then I ended up winning that first competition. So that's how I kind of <laughs> rolled in to competing. Oh, no way. Because I was like, ah, I'm signed up for this competition. I have to train freestyle. I can't do anything. And then I just practiced a lot for like two or three weeks. So that was enough to get me the first spot in the, in the start of the sport. So... And then from that moment on, I was like, oh, competing is really fun. <laughs> if you win, of course, it's fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> and I experienced getting to travel, to compete, and meet all the people I'd been following, who I was a, kind of like a fan of in wing foiling. So I really enjoyed this aspect of it as well. And being able to go on the water with like, like-minded people, people who are also winging at a higher level, is really something I enjoy the most about competing, I think. Oh, yeah. And then you get to ride these amazing spots, have nobody on the water yeah. and share it with like family and friends kind of thing, I guess. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had it in, I don't remember. I was like, uh, I think it was in Dakla in the last competition. We were like, you're just out with just the two of you and there's no one else on the wave. And I just came out of the heat like, ah, it was just the two of us. I enjoyed it so much. Just this wave for just the two of us. It's a special feeling. Yeah. That's that's what I, Tom and I briefly touched upon that, especially at Pontipreda, because it's like 30, 40 yeah. people sometimes, and then you get it to yourself, which is yeah, exactly. so special. I'm going to luckily experience it here again, yeah. Yeah, no, I hope you guys get some good stuff coming in. So 2021 Freestyle World Champ, can you walk us through a little bit about that? Like, how did that season feel and, and what did that feel uh... like so early on? I mean, it was super early in the sport and I, of course, yeah. I won the first competition. So I was pretty like, uh, for me, it was very unexpected. So I was pretty set up pretty well. This episode is brought to you by Saladita Kite School in La Ventana, Mexico. If you caught some of our uh, stories yesterday on Instagram, you'll have seen that. I just got in a couple epic days of downwinding. We got a 10 kilometer downwinder done with my buddy mickey from salt spring island today i got in an epic one with my friend Britt. um we went from latuna all the way to the beach and back um heck of a fun time if you're looking to learn there's nothing better than getting a lesson from the pros at saladita kite school they are positioned at latuna and now that i've been here a little while i've gotten the opportunity to visit to a couple different spots it is one of the more beginner friendly beaches with some nice sand so you're not walking on any rocks. Um, they do offer professional jet ski assisted kite and wing foil lessons. Um, so once again, they're at Latuna. So if you want to grab a beer after, grab some ice cream, grab anything, it is a nice little hub there. So you're not just stuck kind of in the middle of nowhere. So they have you covered if you want to learn how to kite, foil, or looking into downwinding. They got top quality gear as well. Uh, so don't hesitate. Book your lessons today by visiting saladitalaventana.com or send them a message on Instagram at saladitakiteschool, at saladitakiteschool. For the season, and it motivated me a lot to train for the next competitions. And those actually also went really well. And with the sport, like we were all um, like uh, just doing something, I don't know, just doing like being to do a 360 and then we learned how to do some spins and some 540s and uh yeah it was fun learning and growing with the competition 
And then I remember it was, it wasn't even the last competition of the year. We were in Brazil and I won the competition and I thought like, I think I'm world champion, but nobody was saying anything to me. And I was like, I was asking people like, can you please help me calculate? Cause I'm not sure you know, <laughs> one's saying anything. And then we were calculating like on our phones together. And we're like, wow, it's really true. It's really true. Like, it. <laughs> and it was really a nice, uh, special moment, especially in Brazil. Uh, it was my first time in Brazil and I've really fell in love with the country as well. It's such a nice atmosphere, warm water, really good to train. So uh, we celebrated really well that time and it was really a uh, special, really nice moment. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. 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 Especially in, and, and I guess you guys are wearing what, like seven, seven mil wetsuits in Brazil. It gets super cold over there, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like us poor no. Canadian people with eight mil and we're like, we're going out anyways. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I must Balls say, is at good the moment, for that. I'm, yeah, he's uh, I sometimes unbelievable, like him, seeing him go out in the snow and the ice. Like, I must say, I'm a little bit spoiled, so I don't really tend to go too much in the winter. I always try. <laughs> and then after the session, I go out and I'm telling everybody, Please, if I ever want to go out in the winter again, please stop me. <laughs> I know it's like it. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> All I'm it's, trying to do is like not fall and survive. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. then your feet go numb, yeah, yeah, your yeah. hands go numb, your face goes numb. Yeah, no, but uh, you, <laughs> you're fortunate. <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. How have you found the, have you found the tricks from like when you first started, um, to what they are now for you to rank and compete on the women's side? Like, have you seen, obviously you've seen a huge progression. Anything kind of catch you off or is there anything that's coming down the pipe that you think is super exciting? Uh, yeah, well, with the woman, we were all going pretty much uh, at the same speed uh, with the tricks. And then, of course, uh, this summer, Nyaking with the, and Oran was already trying backflips for a long time, but she was uh, not very uh, consistent on them. And then Nia came with the backflip and the palau. And then I was like, oh, no, I have to step up my game. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, in Puerto, I learned how to backflip. And I actually really enjoyed the process of learning. But I must say, afterwards, I wasn't with uh, on a spot with wind from the left for a while. And I, I kind of had to step over that, like, having to try and learn again. So uh, now with the freestyle oh, competitions, yeah, I'm hoping tack. to. Yeah, yeah. So with the. And if I'm not around a lot of freestylers, I tend to just concentrate on wave riding and a lot of tricks I know. So I'm, uh, I need to get back into, uh, really pushing myself a little bit, but, uh, yeah, now with the wave tour coming up on the first competition, I've really been concentrating a lot of waves. So, and like, what tricks are you hoping to be able to pull off or what do you think you could pull off on the wave? Cause you just have to let the wing flag out. So what is it that you feel that you could get with that? Like I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a first front flip or something on a wave just flagged out. I think on that would wave. be insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, in the wave tour, you can only hold the wing on the leading edge. Exactly. So yeah, think I that's think possible. It's, it's... wow. I think everything's possible. We're gonna still see so much more in winging, but at the moment, I haven't seen anybody try or I haven't seen anything like it but uh I wouldn't be surprised if people are gonna try crazy things people have been training for the last few months and they're keeping it a secret they know if they post it that people are gonna try and train it so 
how is that? Do you keep certain tricks under your hat and wait for competition? Is that kind of how things go? At the moment, I'm, I haven't really done that, but I've seen it happening. I've seen it happening. We saw it, I think, at the Tarifa event this year. We saw it a lot with the back mode, with the guys and uh, Nia with the Palau, like posting it like a few hours or the night before the competition. Hmm. So nobody, nobody has time to practice it. And then, like, on the first day of the competition, you see people in the morning getting into the water, like, immediately, like, trying and practicing it. And some people are already landing it. So you can see, like, how fast it goes. And the sport progresses so fast. Yeah. So she just posted that just as a little en entry into, <laughs> into what she was going to pull yeah. off the next day. That's but hilarious. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fun, though. No? I mean, good for her if she learns yeah. how to do it. Like, uh, keep it... Uh, in the tour, we have like an innovation score. So if you're the first one to land it in a competition, that whole competition, uh, it will count with a little a multiply factor. So the whole competition, you've got like super high scores for this trick. If you're the only one that can do it, you've got a super big advantage to win. So, I mean, yeah, I understand if you keep it a secret. <laughs> for sure. And just like sneak it out like a teaser just before the effort, just, just before the yeah, comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, sorry, girl. yeah, sorry yeah. girls, this is what I'm going to pull off in 20 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, nice, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so being a pro, you get the fortunate, um, it, you get to travel a little bit. So is there a favorite wing foil spot around the world that you'd like to share um, so far? Well, like I said, I, um, I spend a lot of time in Cape Town in my youth, and I don't know why, but I really still love to go there. It's uh, one of my favorite places. And this year I also discovered downwind subfoiling and yeah it's such a good location for it as well so i really oh, enjoyed nice. it again this year and uh yeah so that's one of my favorite places to go and then on the tour this year of the places i went i really enjoyed uh dakla as well because we had quite good waves for winging i was like out every sunrise every morning before the competition even if i was like the first heat of the day because i was just enjoying the conditions a lot and there was no one out in the morning so that's two of the places I really, uh, really enjoyed this year. And I mean, we get to go to so many, so many nice places, but I must say I prefer the wave, uh, the wave spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wave yeah. spots are your favorite. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. How, how is it getting to like meet and travel to so many different airports and meet so many different cultures? Like that must be a pretty cool aspect of being on tour. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a really special even not even maybe the countries but also really the people that are on tour like from so many different uh, uh countries like getting to know their culture and also sometimes even traveling to their home country and then uh then them welcoming you it's really a a special uh thing to have friends all over the world and also to see a lot of cultures I think also like here we're like uh um I grew up like in South Africa and that's also Africa, but this is a different type of Africa. You're like on an island and uh, it's really a really nice place as well. I really enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. Back in the Netherlands, like how much time do you get to spend at home? Uh, I guess just your off season or? Um, yeah, so I just finished my uh, master's degree last year, like in October or November. So I was, if there wasn't, wasn't a competition, I would be like, um, uh, at home I would be at home as much as possible and then I would say I would be five months at home I think five six months 
But now that I'm not studying anymore, I can come earlier before the competition. I can stay longer if I want. I have more time to train, on tr like do training trips. So I think I'm going to be home, uh, away from home a lot more than that now. <laughs> yeah. well, that'll be kind of fun. <laughs> Travel around, yeah, do some yeah. different things. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I know you were riding for North and we love North. Like uh, Mike from North, um, we've been talking to him. Amazing guy, great team over there. Um, but you're wearing a nice Armstrong shirt. So can we talk a little yeah. bit about that transition into why you've decided to ride for for those guys? Uh, I had a great two years with North and I really enjoyed the team and the gear. And it was a really, um, I live in North like in the Netherlands and the North Action Sports Group headquarters is um, like five minutes away from my house. And I even did my thesis for Mystic. So I had a really close connection to the brand and it was really uh really good but I got to chatting with Armstrong and I got to spend some time with Cash also at the competitions and I was super impressed with his riding and uh, I got chatting with the Armstrong team and uh, yeah um, they just gave me a really nice opportunity to be able to uh, like full time invest all my time into wing foiling do the tour I'm really uh, love the gear, so I think I just grabbed a chance and went for it with Armstrong. Oh, nice. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and obviously yeah. we love the people at North, but yeah. I think you're going to be welcomed with open arms to this team. So which foils do you like the best uh, from that whole range now? So I've been using the MA foils mostly for, um, for winging, for freestyle waves, and I've been really loving them. Also, especially in the waves, carving, I have so much control and ease. And then with the prone foiling and supping, I've been using the HA foils and I feel like I've progressed so much just in one month, um, trying the foils and I was just pumping around, carving on the waves with the prone as well. And I really, uh, yeah, so I'm really impressed with like the glide and everything. So I've been really, uh, yeah, enjoying it. So for me, it was a, a good, like, when you change brands, it's, you get thrown into the unknown as well a little bit. And that's just been a really good experience thus far. So so do you find there's a difference? Like, have you had the opportunity to ride the brand new MAs from North and do a bit of a comparison to Armstrong? Did you feel a big difference between the two of them? Yeah, I feel quite a little bit of a difference. I think the Armstrong MA, it's a little bit uh, I feel maybe a little bit faster and even if I'm a little bit on maybe even bigger size of the Armstrong, it doesn't feel that way. So it's quite still very loose on the wave. And even today, hmm. I tried in a thousand MA because the waves were like tiny, tiny and I would never ride a thousand, but they told me like, okay, try it with the smallest backstab you have. And I was still having a lot of control, even like I'm not like a heavy big guy, but still I was having a lot of control on the wave and being able to make sharp turns. So I was very impressed with how well it turns, even on a little bit bigger sizes. So that makes it fun for like the super okay. mushy, small sessions at home as well, which I have to think of. <laughs> There's no uh, Punta Preda in my backyard. Yeah, I guess you'd have to convince <laughs> them to pay you a flight. <laughs> but yeah, that works. Uh yeah, it's like, I mean, that way, like, the world has become really small True. with flying, but if I'm at home, I'm often, it's not so uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's fair. What are the conditions like in the Netherlands? Uh, well, I live in Noordwijk in the Netherlands, uh, which is really choppy, can be really stormy and windy, but uh, um, 
actually quite enjoy it because you have a lot of like windswell and you can ride like big bumps outside. We have some waves, but we also have a lot of current. So if there's a bit more wind, especially if there's a few days, it's like nearly impossible to get out. Sometimes I've had some walks of shames. So I think Nordwijk, where I live, is not definitely not the best place for winging. But uh, we have some a lot better places like Bijkensee, um, where they have like a pier in Scheveningen, where it's uh, it's much cleaner because there's a pier. So, but I must say, if I'm traveling, I don't mind like sitting in the car an hour and driving everywhere. But when I'm at home, I'm really stuck to my little village and my little home spot and my own surf club. I don't know why. It's just I've been going there for years and. It's just in the system. Yeah, that's fun though. Like we all have our favorite spots close to home that are that are that we love to go to. Like we got a couple spots when I'm home in Ottawa. Like the river is still super special. It's nothing crazy, obviously condition wise, but you can have some like have some really good memories. That's where I learned all my sports. So it's nice to kind of go back and reconnect with yeah. that family. I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, that too. What tour spots are you thinking of attending this year? All of them? All of them. Okay, that's easy. Uh, so I was really looking for, forward to this one. Um, to Dakla, I'm really looking forward. And then everything on the Canary Islands, I really like. And uh, the two competitions in Brazil. And actually, that's most of them, I guess. But uh, Yeah, I think that's up to eight. <laughs> eight yeah, out of ten yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Now, this year, I also really uh, enjoyed the Canaries, like uh, Pozo with the hardcore wind, and uh, I really enjoyed that. It was special. Of course, also like a, a legendary winter spot, so that was cool to be able to ride there on the wing. And then Fuerte, I also really liked. Um, we were at Sotavento, I think it's called, and there's not really supposed to be so much waves there, but we actually had some waves, so it was super fun. It was like a skate ramp. The super fun waves. Oh, nice! How how does it feel like winging wind that strong? Like, cause those places they they push pretty high, don't they? I think Pozo was like overwhelmingly. Uh, the wind was like overwhelming. Like I'm used to Cape Town, which is also super windy. So I was like, ah, I can handle that. But then I, when I got there, I was like, and the wind is nonstop. It's like twenty four seven. Also. If you stay like in Pozo, you you just go crazy from the wind after a few days. Oh yeah, because it doesn't shut off, eh? No, no. Oh but yeah. But then if you drive like fifteen minutes away, there's suddenly like no wind, and then you step out of the car and you're like, ah, oh, peace. It's funny how that works, eh? We want wind during the day, but as soon as you get to like supper time or anything, you just want it to go away. <laughs> That's why thermal spots are cool, but you don't get thermal spots everywhere. And for folks at home, like we started half the interview, we're in this awesome little house, but now the internet failed. So um, Bo's outside right now. Our buddy Kieran's just on the other side of the camera. Uh, yeah, we can talk a bit, Wade. Yeah. Did you guys just get a little bit of swell? Yeah, so there was finally a little bit of swell. So we had a session at Punta Preda and we went out at some other spots further up north as well. It was super fun. I mean, uh, it was good to finally get out in the waves and uh, Punapreda was super busy with Kyder, so it's a little bit of a struggle. But we went out to like the total sun went down to like the very last moment and the Kyders were going out of the water. So that was, uh, that was epic, yeah. Oh, nice. Good to be able to get out before the competition and uh, get used to the waves a bit. Oh, that's sweet. Nice. What were the conditions like then? How big was it? 
Um, yo, I'm really bad at measuring this. How big were the waist, Kieran? Three foot set. Three foot. That's pretty good. But today it got a got a bit smaller again. So then it's at Puna you can't wing. It's like too the rocks are too shallow. So we're breaking like onto the rocks. So uh, we gotta wait it out again a bit. Okay. No, that's fair enough. And what uh, what Armstrong gear were you riding for folks at home that want to know a bit more? So yesterday I was using my 625 MA with my 140 uh, backtail, and then today we went to another spot with a bit more mushy waves, and I was going for my 800 with the 140, which I maybe, I think I, I prefer maybe that for the moment. What would you say the biggest difference would be between an 800 and a 630? Yeah, I mean the 800, you still... It's still, it turns so well, so it, it's just feeling really good and it's like, it's not feeling too big for me, so I'm feeling really stable and really nice on the waist, but I should test it a bit out, like which combination with the tail I would like. Maybe in a competition I would rather use like the 180 back tail because then I, it's a bit more stable on the bottom turns. can make maybe better, like nicer carbs on the bottom, but I'm, I'm still testing out the gear, so. And Cash arrived yesterday, so now I'm like, Every time looking at what he's writing, like, okay, I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> oh, sick. That must be fun, eh, to ride with people at a crazy level. So you can always, especially on the same team, so you can kind of yeah, cross and yeah. see what gear works and yeah, how it does. And uh, um, I haven't ridden with like people from the tour in two months. So it's good to be back uh, with everybody who's riding on a high level because really it motivates you a lot to get better. And uh, it's, it's like sometimes a bit inspirational to see like oh these guys are riding so well so it's a really uh, nice feeling again after two months so we were looking a little bit at prone foiling last time and you said obviously you like the uh, HAs a little bit more for it would there be a difference as to why you would go HA versus kind of MA yeah I think more glide pumping really well out I would definitely choose HA if you're into prone foiling Okay. Are you using their wings then too? Yeah. Like their hand wings? Thanks. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What do you think about those and which ones are you using? I'm using the X XPS. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Sorry. I just, I just yeah. received them. No, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, I'm really enjoying them. I've focused a lot on wave riding but I really love how it like uh, when you're just holding it on the leading edge how it just follows and just follows my lead so that's I think really important with wave riding here at Cape Verde the wind is pretty side offshore so it doesn't really get in your way but I think it's really important that you can just pull it behind you when you're wave riding uh, so I'm really enjoying that and also what I really like is uh, uh, I feel also when you're like riding a bit in the critical section and you want to like tack out of the wave it's really easy and it like lifts me out off of the wave out of like the little critical sections at the end so that's also something i was enjoying like in cape town when i was riding a bit in shallow sections and stuff that i felt like comfortable like not having to swim every time because i was like falling out of the wave and stuff oh yeah that makes sense yeah. so it has a little bit of yeah, pop yeah. and power get yeah, you out of trouble like in attack in attack it like uh, lifts you a bit out instead of some wings sometimes pushing you down a little bit sometimes in attack. I don't know exactly why it happens, but I was really enjoying this on that wing as well. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got to try them in Hood River and like the soft and carbon kind of because I guess it's carbon inside, right? But it's, yeah, it's yeah, soft yeah. handle on the inside. 
I kind of like that combination. And they had a lot of different like uh, material patterns, which I found were interesting. And they had good, good low end. Like not every wind wing has good low end while yeah, maintaining exactly, canopy yeah. tension. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. I've been riding handles now for a bit more than two years, so it was getting. Uh, I had to get a bit used to the to the hybrid handles, but I'm actually really enjoying it. Also because it's maybe a bit thinner than the handles, and I have really small hands, so it was for me nice with like the spins when you're like with your fingers, and you can switch it like a lot easier in the air, like mid turn. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. so. Do you still prefer um, like a hard handle wing or is this kind of like a happy kind of medium? I think it's quite a happy medium. I think it's also a lot about what you're used to. Like with freestyle, you're so dialed into your gear after a while, you just have to get used to something. And as long as the handles are hard, um, I'm happy. And if I have like good grip and I can switch my fingers doing, because I love doing spins with freestyle. So I start like the trick like this and I end like I turn and then I grab it with my other finger. So need, I need to be able to wrap around the, the handle quite well. So that's quite important for me for some of the spins. So that's really important. But I think sometimes a little bit of a longer front handle uh, with what is maybe sometimes a bit better. So I'm used to like still with it, getting used to like the hand position sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like would you prefer a boom for some of your because stuff? Because they're a little bit... Yeah. Maybe, or yeah, I don't know, but I don't like to travel with a boom, so I think you need to find a little bit the best of both, of both worlds. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, unless it's one you can compress or something. Yeah, like, I don't yeah, know. yeah. That could I be guess. something. I think just yeah. the two handles that you can fold it easily is really, uh, it's really handy. So maybe, uh, yeah, I think I would prefer that, yeah. Um, and what about board size? So I'm using the the 48 liter board. So uh, actually, all of my sessions, 48 liter used to be my biggest board size. But I must say, like I feel like a lot of the brands are compressing their boards a bit, so the bit more literage, a bit fatter. So uh, it feels like still like a super small board, but I still have the liters I need to compete and uh, like uh, float around if the wind is a bit uh, shifty. I've been really, really enjoying the size. I think it's perfect for everything. Also for wave riding, it's not too wide. So I'm really liking the dimensions. For wave riding, do you prefer a board that, like you just said, kind of floats a little bit more? So if you have to get out of trouble, you can kind of do it quickly? Or do you like one that sinks a tiny bit? Uh, well, on the 48, I'm, I'm sinking a little bit. Like before I was competing, I was riding like 34 liters to like 40 liters but I just realized with competing you need a little bit of liters because you it happens so often that you're floating and the wind isn't optimal so you gotta just uh, uh, train on the gear you're gonna compete on so now I'm just always using the 48 liter I'm actually really enjoying this okay. so uh, I think I'm not gonna go down in liters anymore except for like prone foiling or towing or if it's like lasting like more than 40 knots yeah, well, it's a decent size. Like, I finally hopped on something smaller. I hopped on a 56 or 57 liter. And I, I, I'm running strapless and more of like a, oh, yeah. I don't know, swell surf kind of thing. And I liked it. Like, I, it was a little bit smaller than the other one that I had to keep me dry. But uh, I like the smaller size. It felt a little bit more nimble. Um, do you like a board that's a little bit longer? Yeah, exactly. Do you find that helps in waves? I don't know. I think for a waveboard, it's like what... I find really important that it's not too wide, so it's quite narrow. So if you're making like sharp turns, you're 
you don't feel like your board is going to like the your sides are going to touch the water and that you just have enough leaders and that it's like long enough so you can easily start so you're not going to be floating around so i don't know like most of the boards i use are between like between four four and four six maybe four seven i would use but i also don't like to go much longer than that because if i want to do some freestyle or maybe some jumps on it i don't want it to be much longer because this is just the length I'm used to. And then you said you guys got out for some fun. Finally, we got a little bit of swell rolling in. So contest is starting to look better and better, you're thinking? Yeah, I think uh, everybody's talking all the time that the, the swell's coming, the swell's coming. I don't really like to look on the forecast. Uh, uh, you mentioned ahead. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to get disappointed. Kieran, we're telling Kieran he's not allowed to watch <laughs> the forecast for more than one day ahead of time. And he gets really upset with us. <laughs> I think in the night he's like laying in bed, like checking the forecast, but we can't check him. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, so we're going to anticipate it being super awesome. How did it feel getting back on that wave then today? Oh, it felt super good. Except for like how busy it was. Um, I was it's a, you need to study the wave a bit. So on the water, it was super busy. So even like being out there and riding it a bit and like trying to get the wave, you can already see like, hey, this is like the section I want to catch the wave. And I can speed through it to that section. Or when a set looks a bit more fatter on the left side, it's probably going to be a better wave. So it's really good to study the wave a bit for the competition. So already just being out there on the water, you can see that it's important. Because I guess you got to study everything, right? Like where is it starting to break? Where should I, yeah. like, where should I line up? I mean, like all of those things? I think both are really important, like uh, feeling it from the water. Because sometimes you can maybe like look from the beach and say like, okay, this is the section I want to go on. And then when you're on the water, like, oh, was it this rock? <laughs> if I that rock, like the few changes from the water. So it's really important to maybe watch someone who's already been training there for a while and see what they're doing and then combine it with your own experience out on the water. I actually really like it as competitions if they send the guys out first and I like, can study a bit what they're doing. Because and yeah. like also you can see a bit how it's being scored, especially the competition where there's not so many females. You don't get a lot of chances to uh, to study and learn from your scores during the competition. So it's good to study other person's seats and see what they're doing. When it gets bigger, there is that wave starting to barrel. Like, do you have a bit of lip that you have to be careful for on the foil, so you don't get caught up washing machine? Like, is it that intense, or is um, it not so bad? I think the first section of the wave is also really fast, so you just need to speed through it, kind of. And if you don't speed through it, you're gonna get pretty much by the wave, and then get you get caught onto the rocks pretty easily. So I think you need to be pretty uh, careful. But I think it isn't as bad as uh, as what everybody says or what it looks like sometimes. I don't know. Last year. It didn't, I didn't really feel like people were, some people had a few like bad washes, but nothing like too crazy that everybody was on the beach like this, you know, with their hands okay. in front of their eyes. Well, that's positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's positive. I also think you wash ashore so quickly that the, the moment that everything is going wrong is over very quickly. <laughs> Do you like to ride with uh, leashes or no? Um... I've actually stopped using board leashes also because I feel like sometimes when you get washed, the, the board and the wing go together. You have more chance on like that your foils going into your wing. And um, 
I only wear a board leash if I'm downwinding and I know I'm going to be like pretty deep on the ocean where you don't want to lose my board. And for us, mostly just without a board leash, yeah. But I feel like a lot of competitors are not doing it, so. So you're leashing up with your wing now? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Oh, I around have it around my, okay. uh, my awesome. arm. So it's a nice little break then. You got yeah. a few days to kind of train, relax, take in the sights. Are there any, what are your favorite spots to go visit while you're in that part of the world? So you have the plantoon here, like the, the pier, and then there, all the fishermen are coming ashore there as well. So they're selling like and cutting up a lot of fish, but there's a manta ray, like a really big one that comes, I think, every day. Uh, so we like to just go up there with sunset and see if it's around. It's like really beautiful with the sun going down. So if you're visiting the island, I would definitely do that. And let me think what else. Um, yeah, just yesterday we were driving around for like hours and like looking at all the little wave breaks. So it's really nice. Island's pretty beautiful. You have a lot of like little... Uh, little beaches everywhere and uh, going on electric bicycles cruising around the island this is pretty fun oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like tried one of those I tried one of those in La Ventana it's like a, an, an e-assist fat bike and I was like yeah like it made my three kilometer hike to the gym like it was a joke but uh yeah. super cool those things I'd never really ridden one before yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it last year. It was super fun. But here, I don't. In the Netherlands, you have like rules that you need to always paddle. But here, you can just go. It's like a, it goes super fast. <laughs> Come over to America when there's like six cheeseburgers and yeah. and, and like e-bikes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We got a little obesity yeah, pandemic yeah, going yeah. on over here, but it's okay. It's okay. We'll get through it. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. Um, any kind of pre-game rituals that you love to do before contest or a couple of days before? No, I, I guess I guess not. Actually, I'm pretty. Maybe it depends on where you are. Sometimes I like to listen to a little bit of music before going out. Take a little bit of me time. Check the gear. I always do like to rig my own gear. I don't like it if someone like even if I have a caddy, I like to check everything myself. Because not that you're on the water, like it's it's. Uh, it sounds like something's wrong or it feels like there's a screw loose. If you check everything yourself, you know that's not uh, going to happen. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I've had it once that my mom pumped up my wing and then it was like leaking during my heat. And I was like, oh, she must have not put it on correctly. Like the little... <laughs> and then it was just me who like killed the wing and probably like uh, warming up before the before the heat. But then you don't want any of those uh, those thoughts before heat. <laughs> so it's always better to do it, uh, do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 100% sure. That makes sense. And then how many wings yeah. do you normally have set up on the beach? Do you have a couple in a heat just in case? Um, mostly have at least one to two on the beach. It depends okay. a bit on like what's the the wind, like maybe or just one extra size of the perfect size for that day. Like if you have a really stable wind, or like one size smaller and one size larger of what I uh, what I'm planning to use just to see uh, if the wind changes. You have something ready, and then also uh, extra board setup. Just in case that makes sense. So. If you the board, you really lose the board. And then I always try to get a uh, someone to caddy me, like uh, someone like just ask a friend who's competing, like, hey, this is my heat is then and then. Can you please like, if you see I'm in trouble, bring me my wing or bring me my board or 
whatever. And you sometimes we have like signs on the beach that they can tell you if you're like winning or losing or if you uh, what you should do to, during the heat. But often it's like super confusing. Yeah, we talked about and that. I'm not even really using it. <laughs> but it's uh, it's uh, sometimes it's nice beforehand. You're a little bit nervous to just talk about like okay, so if this happens, do that and just like plan it and stuff. But in the end. I think it's especially important if you have like a freestyle competition and you have like maybe two waves and you can do two wave scores counting and two freestyle tricks counting. Like, okay, should I use my last attempt for a wave or for a freestyle trick? Like, I think that's when it gets pretty like uh, helpful, the information, because, you know, it's a, it's a jury sport and sometimes you feel like you're doing, uh, your waves were super good or your freestyle was super good, but maybe it's the other way around. You're really... Uh, sometimes you just don't know when you're out. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have like an a- a Apple Watch or any kind of watch where you would talk to your like like an F1 where they have their whole team on the side and they like? Do you have that kind of thing for in your corner that'll tell you that stuff, uh, or is it more just signs and flags and different things? It's like hand signs and hat off sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know, like baseball. Like kind of <laughs> I've seen everything. I've seen Alan and Iran doing like a seagull. I have no idea what what the seagull means, but it was like a faster seagull, a slower seagull or something. I don't know what it meant, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like steal third right now, Bo. Steal third. Come on. I said, all right, cool. That means go for a freestyle <laughs> yeah. move. Oh, yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Nice. I guess that yeah. makes sense. And obviously how, like obviously you're looking to win. So all of those things you have to take into consideration, right? Like you have to have a bit of a team from shore calculating stuff because then how could you know if you're getting yeah. caught up in, in paying attention to your surroundings on the ocean a bit more? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's, uh, that's like uh, competing isn't only like who's the best on the water. It's also very strategic often, I guess, especially in this place situations where you have like choices between freestyle or waves or even, uh, yeah, like, um, am I going to go for a trick that's super difficult, but it's going to get me like a super high tr- high score and I'm, I have a chance of crashing it? Or am I just going to, or do I just need need to get a little bit higher score so I can do a trick that I'm sure of landing and I can just want to land it better than I landed it before? It's very uh, strategic as well. And also not letting the nerves get to you, like just doing your thing and like focusing, you know? Yeah, being zen in the, in a moment where you have a timed kind of sensitive period where you have to throw down. Do you, looking at the conditions in the morning, do you then go out and have kind of like a heat plan where you're like, okay, I'm going to see, I know what I would like to throw. These are what the conditions are offering. So this could offer me like an eight or a 10 point score or whatever. Or do you kind of wing it as you go? Um. I think at a certain moment, like uh, every competition before going into the competition, you already know like, okay, these are my like four best scoring tricks I have like in my uh, portfolio. And you'll always try to get those four tricks in your in your head, I guess. And then my, um, my plan is always just try to land all four. And then if I have attempts left, then go for or uh, try to better those scores or do something like try something else something that might score higher but um that i have a smaller chance of landing i think that's also a technique probably a lot of people uh are using 
But sometimes I watch other people's heats and then I'm like, oh my gosh, you've already landed this and you don't have your trick school. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Just do something else. I don't know. And then you go into your Zen moment. But, yeah. um, who, who do you think is your biggest competitor at this contest that's coming up there next week? Um, so from last year, my two biggest competitors were Muna and Nia, of course. They were first and second last year. And... Um, Muna, of course, she has really beautiful style. I think she's uh, really focused on wave riding. She's not freestyling at all. So and she's had already quite a couple of competitions here at Puna Preda on her kite. So she knows the wave pretty well. So that's uh, are her very strong points. And then uh, Nia, she has a lot of uh, skills on the wing. And she's been doing like 360s on the wave and airs and stuff. There's something she's strong at. So that's something... Uh, for her to for me to look out with for her with her so uh and we might have some new girls that i don't know uh yet but uh for us three that's i think the their strong points okay now how many ladies are competing in in this contest do you know i actually don't know i think no? it's not okay. so much i was actually really disappointed with the wave tour i thought uh it would attract more women to compete because i feel like the waves on the wing foil is super fun uh, like easier going than freestyle in my mind, like for women as well. But uh, I don't know, for some reason, it's not really that attractive for some reason, I guess. But there's a lot of women that are not, they're good enough to compete, definitely, but they're just not into it or they're saying, oh, I'm not good enough yet. But the best way to improve is to compete. So I'm always trying to pursue having more girls, but it's, it's difficult. So would you say that, like, if there was women that were thinking of coming out on tour, what do you think the biggest pain points would be? Is it logistics and finances? Is it sponsors? Is it um, is it fear of getting injured or or hurt or? I think maybe Ponta Preta. It's also a little bit fear of the of the wave because it has such a, a gnarly image, I guess, and it looks pretty gnarly on the live stream as well. And maybe it's also just logistics and and sponsorship and I mean also like the first competition you do like like for me as well like my a little bit of my travel got paid but most of like the costs are, were for myself but I just wanted to see and wanted to try out and then after that because I did well in the competition you get like more and more um, uh, supported by your sponsor as well so it's the only way really to to get that. But I don't know. I'm. I just need to call all the girls to come and compete. It's super yeah, fun. Yeah, just give them a shout. <laughs> yeah, 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 I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> which I, which I think is important um, for for you ladies who are on tour to to help. I guess to you're already saying it. Like you're you're giving them and putting that out there that more should compete because I think it's a wonderful and beautiful way to to a see the world and then to how do you find that competing has changed you. And personally, do, do you find that you can deal with stressful situations a bit more? Because you're dealing with so many things at the same time. Culture shock, putting yourself into a brand new situation on the water, and then also having to do with deal with so many different factors. Like, Do you find personally it's helped you um, grow or achieve more goals? Or Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of personal growth. Um, 
I, I've always traveled a bit, but like the amount of I'm traveling now, you learn so, like so much life lessons. You get uh, street smart, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also with just traveling and flying and uh, planning everything for yourself, like organizing, organizing yourself. Also, if you travel, sometimes things go wrong and you just have to accept it. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. like if you miss a flight or you book a wrong place or you end up somewhere, I don't know, any, so many, many things go wrong. And then I think what in the beginning I had sometimes it would, it would stress me out a little bit. And now I'm just like, okay, how am I going to fix this? Maybe uh, just keep on going, you know. And I think it's a good, uh, good characteristic to have, like to be very solution orientated. Yeah, especially if your your gear doesn't arrive yeah. on time, or all these different kind of things that happen when you travel to different countries. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think every time I travel again, I learn new like new things. Something goes wrong, and you learn from it, you know. So, uh... <laughs> but uh, it's also like. Once you start competing, maybe the first time, like if I was a girl and I wouldn't have competed ever, like the first time it's kind of nervous, you don't know anybody yet. But after a while, like the people on tour are my second family, you know, so I've spent more time with them than my actual family or my friends from home. So it's a uh, it's really nice uh, extra you get <laughs> for competing. Yeah. Well, hey, um. Th thanks for joining me back up today and finishing the second half uh, of this interview. And uh, so what's on store for right now? It's what, 4.30 over where you guys are at? Uh, check for a uh, sundown session. And otherwise, uh, rest up and go for dinner and uh, be ready for tomorrow. Okay. What? What's? Uh, oh, yeah. Tomorrow, more training. Yes, okay. of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, every day. <laughs> well, hey, thanks, Bo. Thanks for joining and thanks for chatting with us, getting to know you a little bit better. And we are yeah, looking forward for to seeing me. you on the live feed. And uh, I wish you luck and hope the contest goes really well. Thank you. Thank you. You awesome. have fun in La Fontana. Yes, I cannot wait. It's going to be very fun. <laughs> Very yeah, fun. I can imagine. <laughs> Do some good. Like we did, I think, an 8 or 10K downwinder. Um, oh, wow. Nice. That's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. It took us an hour to make up like 6K or 7K back up wind, which is, uh, which is pretty fun, actually. I'd never done that. But, um, so oh, we, you're doing we did like an up downwinder. Yeah. Down or yeah. down. Oh, okay. Yeah. A down and up. A down and up. And then after you sleep you, for an maybe hour. Maybe you should go but... up first and then go down. I could do that. You could go like do a 15, 10 or 12K downwinder. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We went all the way down to the beach and played in the waves over there and then came all the way back up. That was pretty sweet. Well, hey, enjoy supper then. And um, yeah, thanks. Thanks everybody for joining us and we'll talk to you all soon.